It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. It is episode number 343 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you guys with us right here on LOR. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, or you can email me at Russell or Russellmania09 at gmail.com. You obviously don't need that at sign. Russellmania09 at gmail.com. We've got a lot to get to, including our second part of Eye on the Enemy, a look at the Bills defense from a number and statistical uh, perspective. And this, Trent Williams unloading on Thursday afternoon to a group of reporters at Redskins Park. Finally available, finally talking on the record. You will hear it right here on LOR. But first, the Redskins, after Trent Williams spoke on Thursday afternoon, issued a statement on Thursday evening in regards to the Trent Williams situation and not necessarily in regards to and relation to what he talked about, but it's in general, of course, involving the situation. And here's what it says. The Washington Redskins have requested that the NFL's Management Council convene a joint committee with the NFLPA to review the medical records and the medical care given to Trent Williams. We have requested this review under the NFL's collective bargaining agreement that provides for an independent third-party review of any NFL player's medical care. The Redskins continue to prioritize the health and well-being of our players and staff. Due to health care and privacy regulations, we are unable to comment further at this time. We look forward to the joint committee's results. So let me say this. As you know, we've talked about this on this podcast continuously this week uh, and what this was going to lead to and probably that it was going to wind up in some sort of lawsuit of some sort and legal issue, uh, and it was going to be a complete circus and a complete zoo. I actually think this is a smart move by the Redskins. They must feel like they have something here, some sort of proof that they are willing to open the door to what they did and how they did it and what they suggested and what they told Trent Williams. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense for them to open up the doors to a exhaustive review, a partial review, whatever you want to call it. I tend to think this is, hey, we tried to tell Trent Williams to go here and to do this and to do that. And I'm generalizing here. Here's how we did it. Here's when we did it. We have notes. We have logs. I don't know how they do that in the NFL. Honestly, it's one of the areas of the business that I'm not that familiar with. I'm sure they keep track of prescriptions and medicine and procedures and all of that. They have a file, I'm sure, on every player. The Redskins must feel pretty confident here that they've got something legitimate and credible 
that they want the NFLPA and the NFL to look at and to establish on the record because they must feel that Trent Williams, if he doesn't get his way, if he's not shut down and therefore his contract counts, he gets paid and the Reds and he doesn't have to play with the Redskins, they want to have the legal leverage on their side. And if they have their house in order, like it seems to me, like this is suggesting that they would, then they are trying to protect themselves. And it would seem again that they wouldn't invite this investigation, albeit a joint one and a third party one, for no reason, unless they had something to protect themselves. Again, I don't think Trent is going to file a lawsuit right here and right now until he doesn't get his way. And I don't believe the Redskins in any way, shape, or form are going to allow him to have his way. I think they're trying to work on the helmet. As we've discussed this week, I think they will find a helmet. I think it will not fit right. I think it will be a helmet gate situation all over again. I don't think there's any chance that Trent Williams plays. And he's going to say, well, look, you allowed me to develop a cancerous tumor and growth. They're going to say, no, 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 we actually told you to do this, this, and this, and you didn't do it. You just took our word and you dismissed it. And for six years, you allowed this to continue because as you'll hear from Trent Williams, this apparently was six years in the making. Speaking of, let's get to first part with Trent Williams catching up with reporters at Redskins Park on Thursday afternoon. I mean, it's a combination of everything. Um, you know, obviously, I didn't want to just give a year away, but, you know. How are you feeling physically? Um, you know, I still got some things from the surgery, but getting better. When was the last surgery that you had? What was the procedure, the amount of recovery time? Um, last third and final surgery was in June. Um, I mean... Recovery time wasn't as bad. It was one of the more of the minor surgeries of them all, but yeah. The hold up is a little bit about the helmet. Was that the first time that you tried a helmet on before you came back here? What do you need from the helmet in order to say that you could go? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, it is the first time I tried the helmet. Um, you know, obviously since surgery. So. Trent, you, there's been a lot of talk about why you were away. From your word, from your mouth, why were you away? Why were you holding up? Why was I holding? I mean, it's. A, like I said, it's a combination of things. Um, you know, what I went through health-wise um, took me away from the game for a minute anyway. So, um, but, you know, when it pertains to that, um, you know, just that and the contract status was a, was a, was a thing as well. Um, you know, obviously playing with no guaranteed money, I don't think any – any premier player will want to do that, especially not in the game that we play today. So, do you expect to play here again now that you're back here? Do you expect to play? I mean, we'll see how this helmet thing turns out, but I guess I'm here. Trent, what, what can you tell us about the, the health situation and what it actually was? We've been bearing reports on it. Oh, it was cancer. I had cancer. Um, I had a tumor removed from my skull, it was attached to my skull. Um, you know, it got pretty serious for a second. You know, I was. 
you know, I was told some scary things from the doctor. So, you know, it was, it was definitely nothing to play with. It was one of the things that changed the outlook on life. When did you first approach the doctors here about that? And when did you eventually get that diagnosis? <laughs> Probably like six years ago. When someone says, why wouldn't you go get your own personal um, consults? Try <laughs> said six years ago? Roughly five and a half. Ooh, Coach Shanahan's last year. And so then it just, what happened? Six years. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I guess nobody took the time to actually realize, I mean, you know, try to see what was really going on there. I mean, football was more important. And I mean, to me, it was more important too. I was, was told it was it was something minor, so I didn't really question them. Um, but I mean, the lump continued to grow over the years, and it, I mean, it was concerning, but it was no pain involved. And you know, if I'm being told by the very people who, you know, I put my career in, in the hands of, they're telling me that I'm fine, then I'm fine. You know, that's how I looked at it. Did so, at what point did you him? go elsewhere or find out? <laughs> well, I didn't go elsewhere. I, you know, got the the team to finally get it, the what I thought was a, a cyst extracted, and. Um, when they did, they found out it was, you know, it wasn't a cyst. It was a piece of a tumor. It was um, DFSP is, is what the cancer is called, a very rare soft tissue cancer. Um, so they realized that it was that. And then, you know, <clears throat> obviously five years later, it grew substantially than what it was when, when I first brought it to their attention. I mean, I went to their doctors in Anova, and that's when I got the diagnosis, and then I... Um, shortly after, I think the diagnosis that they gave me at the beginning, um, they kind of underestimated it and it was far more advanced than they had realized. And I don't think they realized how long it was there, the doctors who seen me. Um, so they had to send me somewhere else cause it was obviously too much for them. So that's when I ended up going to Chicago. Is there some, I mean... Is there a kind of prognosis with this? Is everything fine now, or what happens now? Yeah, I mean, obviously the nerve damage in the scalp is, you know, come back on its own. Um, every six months, just go get checked, you know, make sure it don't come back. Do you want to play football? I love football. Football has done everything for me in my life. I mean, it's, it's all I, it's all I ever known. You know, this wasn't something that happened on the football field, but you know, so. My distaste with football hasn't—I don't have any. I, I still love it. It's still the game. I'm here, you know. But I just feel like things could have got handled a lot better, and um, you know, it obviously got us to this point. No, it's not trusting. Chuck Trent, until this point, we haven't heard from you or from anybody officially representing you. Why did you decide to go that path rather than at some point speak up and say things you're going to say now? Well, I had a discussion with the people who. I thought needed to hear it, and um, I covered that base. I didn't feel like I had to involve everybody else into my personal business because, you know, I told the decision makers exactly what, what was going on, and so I didn't want to just add the whole, you know, media aspect to it. And I wanted to respect the organization as well because I have a ton of respect for Dan and what he's done here. And I mean, I I love him to death. You know, I, I still don't, I don't have any ill will towards him. I mean, I, and I don't look at it as it being his fault. I mean, those conversations, I'm going to just leave between us, you know. I, like, at the end of the day, I don't want, it's a human aspect of business as well, and I don't want anybody 
job in my hands, and I, you know, I've been in the locker room ten years with these people, so there's more than just a colleague, you know. And they have kids, and they have family, so it's not up to me to decide who's who should go and who should stay. When you say the other organization, is that Bruce? Is that the medical staff? Who is that? I can't say the names, but yeah, it's whatever. You can kind of draw the conclusion that you want. How much have you been watching these guys while you've been waiting? What did you think of the chair getting fired? Oh, man, you know, I, this is still my team. Like, the guys in here, I love them to death. I talk to them on a daily. You know, I watch every game, every game I could. Um, you know, I support them. Of course, my, you know, I wouldn't support any other team. You know, these guys are my family. Um, you know, the guys in this locker room. In this locker room. But, you know, I, I mean, it, it was – I hated to see Jay go. You know, I felt like – like, maybe I played a part in that. Maybe if I was here to help, you know, maybe win some games, then, you know, maybe his job would, would still be intact. And, um, you know, but that I felt that way because I personally love Jay. Like, I love him as a person. So I didn't want to see him go. But, you know, it's business. All right, that's part one of Trent Williams' meeting with reporters. Coming up next, part two, right here on L-O-R. Good to have you with us. Also, still to come, Eye on the Enemy, part two of that. We'll look at the Buffalo Bills on defense. Why don't we? Lorenzo Alexander and Trent Murphy manning that defense. Guys, Peloton is offering a limited-time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. And also, the folks at Roman, a men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Get $10 off your favorite order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. As a true football fan, you already know just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game and then some. We're almost halfway through the NFL season, so now is time to get off the sidelines, guys, and get in the game. With my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all of your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines, the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, and you should do the smart thing, and bet with the best at my bookie. If you're tired of watching the games from a couch with nothing a game, my bookie wants to get your mind off of everything else and back on the game. The best part is, if you join me right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in a thousand dollars, they'll give you a thousand dollars. That's double your initial deposit that you can use on all of your favorite picks. Use the promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on to double your cash and visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, and here's part two of Trent Williams meeting with reporters at Redskins Park on Thursday. 
what is your counteraction to what you say guaranteed money no player wants to play without that to those that say you're guaranteed kind of came on the front end of your contracts well I mean the front end is passed we got to go out there and line up every day so if you want to look to what I was paid why don't any on every other player is judged like that you know Aaron Rodgers paid a boatload of money. He's still getting paid. Same as Russell Wilson. There's a ton of people, premier pair, players. I've, I've welcomed, I mean, represented this franchise in the Pro Bowl the last what, seven years, you know. So, I mean, I, it's, to me, I would think that that would, you know, be good for something. Did you want more Because next year is not guaranteed. You're also this year is not guaranteed. Right. So, did you want more years or just more guaranteed money right now? I mean that one that it never really even got that deep into discussion. So. So then, if this medical thing hadn't happened, would we still be the same spot? Would you still be as disgruntled with your contract? Yeah, I mean the medical just added a different aspect to it. Um, the contract is what it is. I mean it's um, tenth highest paid with no guaranteed money, and you know it's a physical game. Like we watched number eleven go out last year, and he hasn't been back. So you got to keep that in the back of your mind every time you step on the field. So, you know, I have a family to take care of as well. And, you know, we haven't had the best history with the way medical stuff is, has been handled here. And, you know, if I go out there and, and sustain any type of injury under a contract that's not guaranteed, they can do what they want with me. Trent, do, do you feel like in some ways some of the stuff you're talking about with medical things also, you're speaking up for other players who maybe don't have that same voice. I'm just speaking. I'm speaking up from my experience, and if some people can, you know, relate to that, then I'm pretty sure what I'm saying they they probably feel the same way. Based on like the based on the, the medical and then the physical aspects, what what point do you think you could have been able to step onto the field this year and play over week one or what? Point? Say that again. Based on the medical and the physical things you've been dealing with, at what point this year do you think you could have stepped onto the field week one or what point? I mean, well, I haven't passed physical yet, so I can't say I would step on it week one, like you know. So but week the, eight, and I haven't passed the physical, so to speak. So the, supposedly, the, there's been at least a report that they passed you in the physical, except for the helmet. So the helmet. So in terms of if, if they can resolve the helmet aspect, everything else, is, everything else is, is good to go. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I thought I passed the physical. I met with the doctors to sign off on everything. I, I, um, went to try on a helmet a few hours later and it was a discomfort. I mean, I just had, you know, my whole head opened up. Like, you know, I lost 30% of my scalp. So, I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to feel great. You know, it's going to take some time. So, I guess they kind of seen that and got impatient with it. I don't know. Who knows? How many helmets have you tried? Two. Did you ever think about retiring after No. Do you want to be traded? <laughs> <laughs> You've been fined a lot. Have there been conversations about them coming after that money? Coming after it? I mean, they got it. Who did they come after? They kept eight game check. I mean, they got the money. I mean, they could probably still come after it, I'm sure. Whatever, you know, CBA is a lot of loopholes, a lot of different angles they can attack. So, who knows? You said you didn't talk to the team, but what has there been reaction and talks with you as you've come back? I mean, everybody's welcomed me with open arms. My teammates, you know, it's like I said, I've always kept a good rapport with them. Like even during the times I wasn't here, you know, I always was talking to them every day. You know. Are you surprised that you weren't traded? Um, <laughs> surprised? No. I mean, when you give them 48 hours to strike a deal, it's probably not going to happen. Um, 
you know, and I just, I felt like that was kind of done to try to embarrass me, so to speak, you know, because try to make it feel like, you know, no, nobody wants you, you're not good enough for us to trade for, you know, so I feel like that that was more so the play than it was to actually try to get me moved. Can money fix this or guaranteed money fix this? I haven't, I ain't asking him for a dime, so, I mean. What do you think can fix this? Who knows, I am. I don't know. We, we first knew effectively that you were holding out at the mandatory mini camp. At what point did you know, though, that this was going to happen and you were going to go down this path? I had already notified the team. It wasn't a surprise to them. At what point did you notify the team prior to the, the mini camp? Uh, a few weeks before. So a week before, was, I don't know. Mini camp, so. Um. There been a thought that maybe this has been kind of simmering with you even at the end of last year, going into the off season. Is this a thought at all in your mind that maybe even back in December, or January, that you might feel like you didn't want to come back? No, no, never. I mean, we've had we had you know a conversation or so about the guaranteed money or lack thereof, but it was never me thinking that I would be in any, any, any other organization, not, no, not in December, not at all. When did that change? When, when did kind of the dynamic of this whole situation change? I mean, we kind of let, we, we let it get to this point, you know? I mean, we, my, my number hasn't changed, you know, like there was, there was no communication. So, yeah, you know, my dogs called me all the time, but you know, the, this, there was no conversations with me. So it's like, I wasn't wanted then. Why would I be wanted now? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. What were the emotions walking back into this building? It's a lot of emotions. I'm not going to lie and say it wasn't. It was a ton of emotions, you know. I, mean, I almost lost my life, you know. Like, seriously, like, I almost lost my life. Like, it was no, you 30, coming off your seven straight Pro Bowl, and the doctor tell you you get your affairs in order. It's not going to sit well with you, you know, and it still doesn't. And it's still even thinking about it, it's a scary thing to go through. You know, think of how you can describe to your nine year old, five year old that, you know, daddy might not be here. So it's tough. So it's non benign. Like, did it, was there cancer or was it just a tumor? Oh, it was cancer. cancer. No, yeah. BFSP, you can Google it. I don't know. Like I said, y'all didn't hear from me. I don't know where to. Sure. You know, reports of it being benign or, you know, no, it was cancer. I was I was lucky. I was lucky. We told him five years ago, but we literally caught it within weeks of it metastasizing through to my brain and to my skull. So. Just take a couple more. Um, did you have to do anything else besides surgery for it or anything? Extracting it was the only thing they could do. I mean, doing radiology on it would have... You know, I would have put a cap on my life. It would think 15 years, I think, is the most I had after I would have started chemo. To, so I had to cut it out. Do you think the team's actions were vindictive towards you? I think it I think it, it turned that way. I don't think it was in the beginning, but I think, you know, it became a power struggle. It became, no, we're not going to fold for you as a player because obviously that would – make it seem to every other player that that's how they get business done. And I get that part of it, you know, but I do think it did turn that way over time. How much, how much time did you spend in Chicago in the last year? Uh, like maybe close to two weeks. Did, did people, did team officials visit you guys? I didn't even have a ride home. I would say, did team officials help you get to and no. with your family? No. How much when you... Oh, they got me there, but after the surgery, I was 
I didn't, you know, I had to find my own way back and to and from, you know, thereafter. Uh, nah, D Hall came. D Hall was in the, it was in the area. He actually stopped by, like, you know, I think day or two day before I was getting um, released from the hospital. Oh, I mean, I, I ain't. It's up to everybody to you know make their own opinion on that, you know. But I mean, the organization has done a lot for me over the years, and so I am grateful. Like I said, that's why I, you didn't hear from me because I knew everything I said would have been taken out of context. And um, I know I'm pretty sure it still will. You know, I know they're not going to play the part of me saying I got a lot of respect for Dan and what he's got going. But, you know, I've told him that. So Why through all this do you still have that respect? Because, I mean, it wasn't his fault. He's not, you know, he's not down there in the training room, you know, or it, it, it's not on him. I mean, I don't think it's on anybody. I had a very rare form of cancer. I think my, my displeasure is... is comes from how long it lingered and and how it you know how it was neglected and you know how it almost cost me my life you said that you first noticed this like six years ago i mean did you bring the so you've been bringing this to their attention for six years and he only took it seriously this year <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah does that make you furious <laughs> so where's your anger now from what you mean? From, uh, I mean, I'm here now, so I'm here. Did you go through a physical with those same guys? Yeah. I mean, what was the emotion of that for you? It's, you know, it, it felt weird. It felt weird. It felt weird, to say the least. It, it did. It was mean. something I didn't think I would have to do. All right, that's it. Once again, that's Trent Williams meeting with reporters. Appreciate all those guys being there and asking all those questions. That was well done on their end and well done on Trent Williams' end as well. We will see where this goes from here. I can almost guarantee you it is going to be a a legal circus and a protracted battle. And I I don't know. I, I just don't see Trent Williams ever playing again. I know he doesn't want to play again. Uh... And the Redskins can think he's going to play again. I mean, this is this is just going to get uglier and uglier. Uh, there is no denying that in my eyes. All right. Eye on the enemy next on the Bills defense on LOR. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, we're back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. We have to go right to Eye on the Enemy, part two, the Bills defense. We have to go quick because we're already on overtime. 303.9 yards per game allowed by the Bills defense. The NFL average 350.1, so well below. Also well below in yards per play. 485 for the Bills. The league average 5.55. Rushing yards per game allowed. 109.4. They got gashed on the ground last week. That's why that number is so high. Right below the league average. Rushing yards per play, 4.23. Again, right below the league average. Passing yards allowed per game, 194.4. Well below the league average, 239.3. Passing yards per play, 5.62. The league average, 6.91. Again, more than a, a full yard and a quarter below the league average. Interception rate is right around the league average. Sacks per pass attempt is not as good as the league average, so that's something to keep an eye on. They only allow 18 first downs per game, and their third down defense is 37%, just below the league average of 39.28. Red zone, 66.7%. The league average, 54.97%. So an opportunity will be there for the Redskins if they can operate inside the red zone. 17.4 points per game allowed. The league average 22.4. That's going to do it for us right here on LOR. Have a great weekend. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.